The Godfather, parts one and two, not going to talk about part three, are two of the greatest movies ever made. And we remember those movies, the first one for Marlon Brando, the second one for Robert De Niro, both of them for Al Pacino. They're great acting. They're wonderful roles, iconic roles that once you see it, you really just can't forget it. But The Godfather, part one and two, are great also because of John Cazal. Now, you probably don't know that name, and maybe you do because you're a film geek, but John Cazal played Fredo, right? Here is this bit role that takes on a tremendous piece of that story. There's this humanization of kind of the dunce in the family. We feel both sad and we're rooting for him at the same time. And yet his time on screen is very minimal compared next to the main cast, the stars of the movies. But that's what makes a great movie great. Is it's not just one or two people having great starring roles, it's the whole cast and crew working together working to complement and build up each other, not trying to outshine or overpower, but to enhance each other's performances, to work together to make something greater than the sum of their parts. And because of John Cazal's role in both Godfather Part 1 and Part 2, we have this great and wonderful and fully-fledged cast, and it makes the movie even better in almost every aspect. Today we celebrate the Holy Family. And much like a beautiful movie, we all have our part to play within our family. And our families are at their best, not when each one of us is trying to be the star and to be the greatest, but when each one of us lives in service to the greater good of the unit. We see in the Holy Family the perfection of Jesus and Mary, and the drawing up of St. Joseph into that life of grace. We see them totally pouring out their lives for others, for the will of God. Everything they do is pointed away from themselves. Yes, Jesus obviously is the most important in the human history, and Mary right after him, right? That they live perfect lives. But they did so not for themselves. But the story of Jesus is made perfect when it becomes your story and my story. He lived so that you and I can live. He lived so that our families could image his family. So that imperfect and broken as we are and will be and have been, we can, through his example and through the life of his grace, become something greater than the sum of our parts. But it requires of us something tremendous. The first thing, to kind of beat this movie analogy to death, is to know our role. But here's the beautiful part of family life, is there's a dynamism within the roles we play. Every father was once a son. Every mother was once a daughter, right? Every grandfather or grandmother was once a son and a mother and father. And because if we know the role if we know who and what we're supposed to be, when we get into another one, we can do it with a greater understanding of the good, of the whole. We see it with a dynamism and a beauty and a wonder that otherwise we may not see. We have to understand our role in relationship to all of the other pieces. There is no individual in a family. We lend ourselves to something greater than ourselves. And here's the other thing about family life, 
is we don't get to choose our family. We get to choose a spouse, but we don't get to choose our brothers and sisters or what our children end up being or what our parents are like. But we can choose how we serve. And that's the second piece, is not only do we have to know who we are in relation, we have to choose constantly to serve and to die to self for something greater than ourselves. We hear that at the end of that second reading. It's a challenging reading, right? We don't like to talk this way. We tend not to talk this way at all. Wives, be subordinate to your husbands. We don't normally talk in those ways. But then we hear, husbands, love your wives. And if we look at what St. Paul says elsewhere in the uh, letter to the Ephesians, he says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. What does that mean? Christ died for the church. So we're called, regardless of our role, to die to serve for the greater good. To find ourselves by losing ourselves. To find who we truly are by finding ourselves in the service and the building up of the kingdom of God. And that starts in the family. Do you want to change the world? Do you want the world to be a more peaceful and better place? Do you want our politicians to be more civil? Love your family. Make your family a factory of saints. Make it a microcosm of the kingdom of God. Share the gospel. Pray together. Serve the poor. Then watch how you in your family life diffuse that goodness into all around you. And how your children do that with their children and grandchildren. This is the life of discipleship that is built up in the family. Because when we know our roles, when we die to self to live for something greater, and when we do this in, what does St. Paul say, whatever you do in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. When we do those things in the name of Christ, for Christ, through Christ, in Christ, anything and everything is possible. The worst family can become the best. The great sinner or the one in your family who you've written off can become the great saint. This is what we're called to do in our family life, to never give up, to love without ceasing, to choose to love those who know us, who have hurt us perhaps the most, who know how to hurt us the most, but to love them anyway. The Holy Family can be a bit intimidating. Why? Because Joseph was one of the greatest men to have ever lived, and Mary and Jesus were perfect. But that is exactly what our family should be and can be in the grace of Christ Jesus. When we focus ourselves totally and utterly on serving the Lord and serving each other. And how do we get there? One step at a time. Parents, if you're not praying with your children, especially if you have young children, pray with them. Teach them how to pray. Show them and encourage them to know and to love the Lord in their lives. Share your faith. Share your faith journey and testimony with them. Children, there aren't a lot of children here, but there are some. Children, love your parents. Listen to them. Ask them for advice. Be honest with them. Grandparents, aunts, uncles, learn how to invite and to share your faith more deeply with those in your life. Take that next step. Holy families start right here. They make a choice to put Christ first, to die for each other, 
so as to live in the kingdom of God. We're not making an Academy Award nominated or winning film. We're making something that will impact the world for eternity. And it starts right here, right now. We come before the Lord, we ask Him for help, and we go, and we make our families great, and we ask the Lord to help us to make them holy.